Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast, the place for smart, simple strategies that will amplify your business results. Sharing practical tips, insider knowledge and actionable advice because marketing is something that every business owner can do. Now, let's get started. Introducing your host, Bianca McKenzie, mum, lover of snow sports, camping, horse riding and in-demand launch strategist and Facebook advertising knowledge bank. Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast. I'm Bianca McKenzie, and today I'm talking about building a strong brand and the power of niching with Anna Dower. Anna Dower is a graphic designer, entrepreneur, and in-demand creative mentor that harnesses her 20 years of industry experience to enlighten, empower, and elevate the businesses of graphic designers on a mission to make their mark and have a shitload of fun doing it. Anna hustles hard, but she's also about balance. She believes in profit and pleasure and is proud to work just four days a week. On Friday, she wears pink and does whatever the flip she wants. Welcome to the show, Anna. It's so exciting to have you here. Hey, Bianca. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Now, we've known each other for a little while, Um, Uh quite a few years, actually. And yeah, when we first met, you were totally rocking your graphic design empire and now you're a mentor for other graphic design ladies. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this evolution happened? Well, I think I have been many things over my um, entrepreneur career. I'm definitely a born entrepreneur. I say that because I'm someone who has a lot of ideas all the time. Um, And throughout my career, I haven't been afraid to try new things. And I did the design thing for a while. I had my own graphic design business for 10 years, I think. Um, And then a few of my peers started to ask me, you know, will you coach me? Will you mentor me? And I thought, yeah, why not try something different? And I did that with a couple of friends they weren't necessarily graphic designers at that point and I thought this is fun um this is exciting watching people grow and you know cheerleading them on and then I made the decision to make the transition from full-time graphic designer to creative mentor and I probably did that transition over a couple of years um, and now I'm pretty much doing that full time. That's so exciting. And it's really cool that you brought that up that, yeah, when you, when you did it the first few times, they weren't necessarily graphic designers. And I think that's really amazing because in a way you are a business mentor and I know that a lot of businesses could benefit from your genius. Like I'm in some of your groups and like I'm soaking up your genius basically just being in those groups. And you have so much experience. So why in particular did you decide to focus on graphic designers? Well, like I said, I I did those few, you know, um, mentor clients that weren't designers. They were, some of them were copywriters, um, therapists, all different kinds of things. And, yeah, I mean, generic business advice is good. But when I started to actually think about what would be easiest and flow for me, um, graphic design is definitely my zone of genius. And it was scary saying, 
I'm only going to be a graphic design business coach because, you know, it brings up all that fear of, well, it's going to cut your audience down by X amount. And, you know, um, what if graphic designers don't need this and all that kind of fear stuff. But when I started doing it, I was like, holy crap, this is where I'm meant to be. And it's all about that state of flow, I think. Like I said, um, I could help anyone in business, but when I start talking to designers, we speak the same language. Um, We've been through all the same highs and lows and it just flows so much easier and it just feels so much better. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So it's been super powerful for you and I know that you teach your students a similar thing. When you take your students through, um, like when you teach them, how do you tell them, like what, where do they start with, with finding a niche? Because like even though they are not like mentors, they are graphic designers, but I know mm. that you still teach them um, to build a niche. So what, what, is, what are your tips for, for starting to build a niche? What do you teach your students? Well, I teach them lots of things. And (laughs) honestly, it's like peeling layers of an onion. Um, Because as we grow up, as we get a job, get a mortgage, get bills, um, become adults with responsibilities, (laughs) we kind of um, gain all these layers, all these layers that tell you, you know, You can't do what you're passionate about because it won't earn money. You can't be authentic in business because that's not professional. You can't, you know, um, only focus on a certain ideal client because it cuts down your chances of getting paid work. Like we all kind of gain these layers over time and all these false beliefs. And I think the first part the first step in actually figuring out what your niche is is to start peeling back those layers and actually remembering why you started your own business in the first place Um, remembering what kind of work excites you and the kind of people that you gel with and often I feel like a bit of a business therapist kind (laughs) of like um you know, cutting through all the BS to get to the core of a person's driving force. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's so many graphic designers out there in the world, millions, billions. Yeah. Um, and they're all on the internet. They're all on Facebook and Instagram. And you have to stand out. And I feel like the only way you can stand out is by having a really clear niche. Um, And, yeah, that's how I I start them on the niche journey. And it's not always easy. Some people are more resistant than others. Um, And often it's something that's, like, so glaringly obvious that you, when you figure it out, you're like, oh, man, that was, like, right in my face this whole time. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like just because you can do everything, it doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And like, that's definitely something that I've had to try to get better at over the years, because I'm someone with so many ideas. Um, I've really had to try to control myself and think, you know, focus on what my zone of genius is and only stay in there. Because yeah, you can get distracted really easily. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm totally hearing you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we're the same kind of ideas. Really. It's like, oh, shiny object. Oh, no. Yes. Focus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, like, like I said at the start, we've known each other for like years now and you have always been, well, at least from what I have seen, 100% you online, especially in the last few years, like talking about juggling a family, wearing Birkenstocks and being a designer boss lady. Can you tell us a little bit more about how showing up like, yeah, as your authentic self is really helping you in business? Well, um, I, I do think it's a lot of like learning um probably earlier on in my career I would look around a lot more I would look around and see what other designers were doing um what their brand looked like what trends they were kind of you know Mm -hmm. um putting out there and I would definitely be influenced by that um if I look back at my design brand maybe like eight years ago it was all blues it was all ocean and kind of beachy and you know I like the beach but it shouldn't be my brand it's not who I am and if you've seen my website now it's pink it's fun it's quirky um I guess I just kind of let go of all the bs and all the um all the ideas of what you should be in order to be a on-trend popular graphic designer. I kind of just let it go. And when you let it go and you are 100% yourself, it feels so much better. Yeah. Um, It even got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to call it The Uncool Designer because I've always felt like The Uncool Designer because there's so many designers out there who are on trend and, like, really, you know, cool and don't care about stuff and, you know, um, talk about their kids or living in the suburbs and, you know, and I thought I'm just going to label it and own it. And when you own it and put it out there, you'll attract other people who are like you. Um, And now I get all these other uncool designers, you know, messaging me, joining my community, saying, you know, I felt like this forever and I'm so glad you put it out there. Um, It just feels better. And I think as time goes on, you realise that you can't replicate someone else. It's so much easier yourself yeah yeah that's a big learning learning lesson and I think I don't know I have a feeling it's almost like a rite of passage everyone sort of has to learn that lesson for themselves if I look back at my first images I was like I was wearing like sort of like a semi-suit jacket I'm like I've hated that thing <laughs> forever the only time it came out of the closet was just if I had a job interview and I was doing a job I'm like what was I thinking yes but yes yeah <laughs> learning I have so many designers who say that to me as well like I just freaking hate my photo shoot now it was not me I was just pretending to be someone you know with my laptop and you know <laughs> yeah it's like this is what a designer is supposed to look like let's you know join the millions but no I love that yeah I loved seeing that evolution of you just stepping into your your yeah, 100% self, 100% you. And I'm seeing it with a lot of other people 
that I followed over the years as well. As soon as you really just are you and show up as you, you start attracting kind of the right people. Yes. I think, and that's in a way really good because it helps your business. Plus you get to work with the people that you really love working with. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how you end up with like clients who are friends, clients who are people who like just love everything you do and become raving fans. And I know it's scary to kind of say, this is the real me and put it out there in the world. But once you do it, it's like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, you kind of stop living that double life. Like there's the this me and there's the that me. No, this is one me. (laughs) Yeah, there's no like a business you and a personal life you. I think like now if you're an entrepreneur who has an online business, it's one person. Yeah. 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 Don't get it out of your head that you need to be someone else or portray something else in order to be successful at business. Yep. I love that. So that's already one tip. I also want to ask you, so any other creative businesses out there that are looking to really get serious about their business, what advice can you, what other advice can you give them apart from, you know, just being you? Do you have any other Um, gems? I know you have lots of advice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where do I start? Um, I think. Let's do three. um, Yeah, three. Okay, three. (laughs) One. Remember why you started and never let go of that. Keep coming back to it, even if you feel like you need to write it down and stick it on your wall. Um, Because often we kind of get lost along the way. Yeah. um, And we end up chasing something that we didn't intend to achieve, if that makes sense. So remember why you started. Um, My second point would be remember you're the boss there's a reason that you started your own business um i know that i personally could never work for the man again Mm -hmm. um so if you are your own boss act like it do not let your clients dictate how much you get paid what work you do and how many hours a week you work yeah um because then you're the boss (laughs) yes you may as well just go work for the man then yeah um so remember you're the boss and you make the rules and it's okay to be confident and say this is how I do things. Um, this is how much I get paid. These yep. are the hours you can contact me. Um, and the third thing, oh, what am I going to end with? <laughs> Only do the stuff you want to do. Yeah, Basically. that one's a tricky one. <laughs> probably for new designers more so than people. yeah but I mean you know don't get caught up in the oh well you have to post x amount of instagram stories mm-hmm. a day in order to receive this amount of traction don't get caught up in you know um you must do tiktok you must do this you must do that only do the stuff you want to do. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll become paralysed by all the things you should be doing and you won't achieve anything. So um, if you love Facebook, just hang out there. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to blog, you know, record podcasts or just do it your way. Yeah. 
Yep. I resisted having a podcast for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't the right time. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said before we press record is um, done is better than perfect. Yeah. Um, And, you know, your website will never be 100% done. Just get it out there. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What you can now. Yeah. And don't worry about all the rest of the stuff you should be doing. Yes. Well, no. Well, there's another whole discussion, I, re- I guess, the whole should. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shoulds. But um, Ditch them. just want to do, basically. Yeah. yeah. Do what you can. Exactly. Cool. Well, that almost wraps it up. I have two more questions. What are you curious about right now? I know that's a, like a massive loaded question, but I would like to know. <laughs> yeah, that is a massive loaded question. Um, what am I curious about? I'm curious about digital summits, online summits. That's what I'm working on next for 2021 and I'm just like learning all the things about that yeah um learning how it can be a marketing tool learning how to get the right speakers learning how to get sponsors all that sort of stuff so that's something new that I'm I'm super curious about right now I'm excited to see that bring on 2021 (laughs) <laughs> yes, and you will be a speaker at the summit. So Yay. we've already locked that down. So excited about that. <laughs> I can't wait. It'll be awesome. Um, if you had an extra $1,000 in your marketing budget, what would you spend it on? Um, probably Facebook ads. <laughs> I'm talking I'm, to the right lady. I know. I'm starting to feel like I should take this question out because everyone will think that, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm telling everyone to say, but I am not. But, it, yeah, no, I, I I, would totally agree with you. It's a great place to put your yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just to get some more traffic to my website. Um, yeah, I honestly have not spent a bunch of money on marketing in my business. Everything's been fairly organic. So the only place I do spend money is Facebook ads. So, yeah, I do that. Cool. Awesome. Well, everyone, that's where you should spend your money. Yes. (laughs) You don't have to, but cool. Well, that's the end of this week's show. If you have any questions about building a strong brand and the power of niching, head over to anadower.com and have a look at her awesome pink website. It's seriously amazing. <laughs> a really big thanks to you, Anna, for being on the show. It was fun thanks, talking. Bianca. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you heard the podcast. Your review will help others find the show and learn more about the amazing world of online marketing. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at newschoolofmarketing.com where you can learn more about Anna, check out useful links, download free resources, and leave a comment about the show.